0: Uh-huh. Welcome to Fiery Discourse, your podcast for media featuring drags. Featuring dragnesses, female dinosaurs, and other similar saurians and scalies. I'm your host, Millanon, and with me are my co-hosts, Angron, Striker, Lucky Eevee, and Math Machine. Today is our fifth episode, and we're discussing 2000's Pokemon the Movie 2000.
1: So and we have a newcomer started. today. And we have ourselves a newcomer today in the form of the purple dragon himself, Isaor.
0: Alright, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. And yeah, so let's get things started. So yeah, the Pokemon anime and Pokemon in general has always been a popular franchise, but in like the late 90s to early 2000s, it was huge to the point of insanity. If you weren't there, it's extremely hard for me basically to basically say just how big Pokemon was. Like, imagine the uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Brony phenomenon. Multiply that times 500, and you have a bit of an inkling as to how big Pokemon was. I remember or Turtle reading... Mania. Yeah, yeah, or that too. But I remember reading, like, Pokemon the first movie and Pokemon the movie 2000, which we're talking about today... Are still two of the highest-grossing anime movies ever made when you in it, when you factor in a worldwide box office, and that is insane. That just shows how huge this franchise was at like its peak. Mm. So yeah. This uh, was made during the uh, Pokemon Orange Island seasons. That was kind of the uh, season that was kind of filler between Kanto and Johto, because Pokemon Johto, the uh, Silver and Gold games, had yet to be completed.
1: Mm.
0: And yeah, uh, Orange Islands overall is a really fun season. It's a good season. It has a lot of good moments. You know, Ash actually becomes a champion, it, and of course, they never bring it up again.
1: Yeah, but... he was robbed of that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, apparently, he Caribbean. apparently, Journey does bring it up. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, so, also, uh, Lucky Evie brought this up, but also, uh, the Orange Islands are take place canonically in the same location as the Sebi Islands, so they're most <laughs> likely the same place. You on that, all you hash well, haters awesome, out there. Awesome, so
0: it is game canon, too. That's really, really cool. Yeah, according
2: to the maps that were included, included with the Rise of guy, or, the Orange Islands are in the same place as Surrey Island and, and New Island from the, mo- from the first movie.
0: Right, right, awesome, awesome. So yeah, uh, Orange Islands <laughs> was a lot of fun, had a lot of good moments, but there was just one little change that really just kind of... You know, I think bothered me and bothered most Pokemon fans, and that was replacing Brock with Tracy. Yeah,
2: he and was fine.
0: He was fine, but he didn't really have like a hook or like a character that Brock did. He was just there. It's like he didn't really have like it did. It, it seemed like he didn't really have like a personality of his own or anything. It just seemed like he was just like window dressing, basically.
1: It and felt was... like Brock two point oh, except uh, art, more artistic. Yeah, exactly. And also exactly. less womanizing. <laughs>
0: Exactly, well, that too, that too. But also, they actually replaced Brock with Tracy, according to uh, one source I have, to actually try to appeal more to Westerners. They felt that Tracy was a character that would appeal more to an international audience, and as someone who was part of that international audience, we were all like, who's this guy? Bring back Brock. And they and listened were like, and uh, okay. He stayed there for the next, uh several seasons or so so that's really really you know shows how things can change like that so uh, with the pokemon movies what i always do i don't know if you guys do this i always watch the pikachu shorts before the film it just doesn't feel complete without it like watching pokemon the first movie i have to watch pikachu's vacation before like uh, pokemon the movie 2000 i got to watch the uh pikachu's rescue adventure which is the short of this one and it's a really charming short i don't think it's as good as pikachu's vacation or like you know the pikachu and pichu short or some of the later ones but it has its charms it's really nice the mm-hmm. whole thing with blossom was cute especially considering the fact that pokemon movies around this time loved mm-hmm. to basically uh do sneak peeks of what new generation pokemon were like like the first mm-hmm. one had like snubble and meryl and i, I just to show how old i am this was at a time when most of us saw Meryl and we thought, oh my god, it's Pika Blue.
2: You had the Hoenn movies, which had Buns Munchlax, and Weavile. Also,
1: also and if, if you want to go all the way back to like the first ever episode, Ho was the first Johto yeah, Pokemon. Exactly. So come on, exactly. Ever to be revealed. And
0: that was before like development on Gold and Silver were even out. So it really yeah. shows that uh, that they will also definitely had this whole thing planned ahead of time
1: also quick tangent I am playing Pokemon while doing a podcast so even more in character
0: <laughs> <laughs> well hey that's definitely being in character that's for sure
1: mm-hmm. yep
0: so yeah the uh the villain in this movie because pretty much a lot of the Pokemon movies had have, have a villain or at least have like an antagonist, is uh-huh. he, he isn't named in the movie, but from uh, sources, basically, his name is Lawrence the Third, and he's more of an anti-villain, like uh, Mewtwo is in Mewtwo Strikes Back, the first movie. He's definitely more of like an anti-villain because he's not doing this like to rule the world. He's not doing this to basically, you know, have command over all Pokemon. He's just really trying to complete his collection, which, funnily enough, is basically what you're trying to do. In the games as well so i wonder if it was like unintentional commentary on the uh filmmakers part
1: mm, who knows
0: but yeah like i say uh it actually showcases i think for the first time in the anime period uh the legendary birds we actually get uh-huh. to see them outside of like say the intro sequence and stuff and it really is such amazing animation on them that the movie in general i think uh, the pokemon movies really have or at least had i don't know you know how they are now but they really had phenomenal animation especially Mm -hmm. if you go back and look at like some of the backgrounds and like the uh, lightning effects that it is just amazing how well done these are it's not Mm -hmm. you know like you know all-time best animated movie status but it is a lot better than i think people remember and the interesting thing too is this is around the time when they were trying to integrate CGI and 2D. And you can see that with uh, Lawrence III's airship, basically. Uh-huh. And it's a really good design. I think that it it's aged somewhat. It's It definitely, you know, is not as wow as it was back in the year 2000. But it definitely still, I think, is very well done.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, for the most part, it does pretty good as well. And... It also does an interesting job of, like, making the, uh, of, gosh, what was I going to say? It also does a good job of, uh, more or less characterizing the, uh, birds and some of the people in there. Like, honestly, uh, that's some that's one of the problems with, like, anime movies. Like, not all of it's canon,
0: yeah, yeah. Or for that that matter, none of like, it's
1: canon, I, but like I think
0: like the only one that's been explicitly you know tied to canon is the first one, is Mewtwo Strikes Back. But for the most part, they do really good
2: jobs. And so the Lucario movie, mm. right, right. The Lucario yeah, it's, movie, yeah, because Ad has shown or Effendi in the main anime. Hmm.
0: Right, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, but for the most part, especially now, I think after, like, the uh, 24th or 25th movie, so it's ironic that Pokemon anime movies didn't get anywhere close to the number 2,000 the movies they made. But anyway, I think after, like, the 25th movie, the, the Pokemon company basically decided, you know what, from now on, all these movies are going to be set in alternate universes. So they made, like, you know, Pokemon I Choose You, which is set in basically an alternate universe and basically retells the first episode and a lot of them basically follow that pattern and it's an interesting choice. I'll give it that.
1: Yeah I, I enjoyed The Power of Us and I also enjoyed I Choose You. It was like yeah. really impressive what what all they introduced. Yeah, they introduced I enjoyed Marshadow, <laughs> they really introduced Ho uh, Ho. They
0: did a very I good should... job I think of fleshing out you know the original stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. I really But yeah, I really enjoy how they, you know, flesh out the characters and that. And speaking of, you know, getting back to the whole thing of them, you know, basically previewing Pokemon from the next generation. One of them, well, technically two of them. One of them we'll talk about in a little bit, but the other one that's a main character is the talking Slowking. Don't forget Slowking didn't come out until Gen Two, and we were still technically in Gen 1 when this made, and he is such a great character. He really just has such good lines. The dub voice actor just really sells I think the potential of the character, the comedic aspect of it as well as the more serious one.
1: And also, that, interesting tidbit, yep. like, even though I got started on the Gen 3 games and the Gen 3 remakes, it was actually Gen 2 that I technically that technically brought me to the dance. Sure as heck didn't leave with it, but It's something to note. I I really love the Johto ones. It's weird, but it's a really fun weird.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly like that that was part of the appeal I think of Pokemon like If if you couldn't buy the games, if you couldn't buy the cards, you could at least watch the show and still be part of the conversation. And that's something I think on, you know, Nintendo and, you know, Game Freak and the Pokemon Company's part, that's something that was really genius of them because it allowed people basically to be part of the conversation. Even if, you know, you couldn't afford a Game Boy or you couldn't afford the cards, you could at least watch the show and talk about it that way. So it definitely worked out well yeah johto definitely was good johto kind of got a little bit uh filler in the middle but i think that it actually works because pokemon filler episodes i feel they can be just as fun as like the ones that do the main plot i've never been one to be oh it's a filler episode i'm gonna skip it so Mm. for me i feel like you know johto definitely was fun and same thing with orange islands so yeah but like getting back to the uh, character development for this, a uh, couple of people who get a uh, really good character development is of course Team Rocket. They are my favorite characters of the anime. I am kind of sad they're going to be gone now that the uh, the new anime that's coming out is doing almost like a complete reboot of the uh, franchise, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we'll see Jesse and James and Meowth again, and of course mm-hmm. Wobbuffet, but he didn't exist yet. But but it's really a shame because they really were such great characters, especially in this, because we get to see them basically try to overcome like their villainry. Basically, they try to like uh, coexist their villainous sides with, you know, being heroes and saving the world. I mean, that they basically, you know, sacrifice themselves to save Ash. And, you know, that's a huge thing. And, of course, they have this conversation at the end that's, you know, uh, basically, you know, oh, you know, sorry, sorry I'm, I'm and tundra's there but basically they go like yo know, that's good that's bad but that's good but that's bad and it really reminds me of that part of yeah. the simpsons with the cursed doll you know the doll is cursed that's bad but it comes with the free yogurt that's good the yogurt is also cursed that's, that's bad, bad. You know, it's, it's like that
1: but it's we like, don't have that's any TV. TV. That's That's bad. Then that we'll just steal some. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Oh, wait, that's bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like I said, yeah, exactly. I exactly. That. It really Forgot is that moment. It's classic lines of dialogue. And that's, I think, why Team Rocket were definitely my favorite characters. Even yeah. from when I was a kid, I always thought they were hilarious when they'd show up. Although... Pikachu is absolutely adorable, and I I love him. I love that they have a Captain Pikachu in the new anime. He is just that is so adorable looking, and he gets a lot of good moments in this movie too. And I, mm-hmm. I really I wouldn't mind actually seeing a Pokemon basically anime that's just you know the Pokemon being themselves because mm-hmm. that always is such an uh, adorable moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, another uh, yeah. thing,
1: another Perfect. thing. I honest, I mean, I don't know if it's possible or not, but uh, uh, if not, I really wish that Gen Nine would allow you to transport the uh, Legends Arceus forms over to uh, that over to Gen Nine.
3: Oh, that that'd
0: be awesome. That definitely is something that's a missed opportunity there. I but will. Yeah.
1: De- I'll need to look it up after, but I think that's uh, most likely the case. Uh, they uh, they allowed that to happen.
0: But yeah, like I to say. Like to uh, but yeah with the movie too what's interesting that this is the first and definitely not the last time that ash is shown as the chosen one which apparently was an invention of the dub apparently with like the power of one aesop that was actually all in the dub it wasn't the original japanese version and i think it's pretty well done and to be perfectly honest I think the Pokemon dub itself, like the four kids dub, has always been one of the better ones. It always got a bad rap, and I never understood why. To me, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I was a kid, but like even when I was like in, uh, you know, twenty twenty, I was in quarantine. That I went and rewatched it. It has held up. I'm sorry, the Pokemon anime and the original dub. It has really held up well mm-hmm. compared to a lot of stuff that came before it. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Weird Al Yankovic to do a song about Pokemon in the credits. I mean, oh, that yeah. isn't good, you know. That mm-hmm. I don't know what is. You know, they got Weird Al to do a Pokemon song. What more do you want from them? I mean, the guy.
1: I mean, the guy's done a lot of music. I mean, he's done freaking. Uh, oh, you know, Top everything, everything. songs. Uh, he he all, the earliest. The, the earliest, you can argue is uh, he did a uh, tri- a version of Dare to Be Stupid. He did dare to be stupid in the Transformers Transformers movie. movie.
0: The the 84 Transformers movie, yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. It was 87 movies. I I could be one.
0: Yeah, yeah, but anyway, uh, getting back to the thing, though, is that I think what also really works well about the uh, movie, about Pokemon the movie uh, uh, 2000, is that I really feel that the uh, concept of it basically with the Pokemon going haywire and that is something that definitely... Hadn't been done before in the franchise. It had been done, I think, maybe a couple of times. Not on this scale. And it kind of mm-hmm. ties in, believe not, to the original ending that the anime, the head screenwriter of the anime had. Which was that, and this is not a joke, this is how the Pokemon anime was going to end. The Pokemon rebel against humanity, and Ash realizes that his dream was a foolish one. Which... It would have definitely been interesting to see. It also definitely would have been traumatizing for kids. So, oh, yeah, like I'm so glad
2: out. they did not do that.
0: No, mm-hmm. I, I think everybody is. Everybody basically mm-hmm. is glad that they did not do that kind of thing.
2: I'm sure there
1: are those w- one or two weirdos out there who probably are a little bit that that ending didn't happen. But to them, I say, You want kids to be traumatized their entire life and have Pokemon end before it began? Exactly.
4: No? Exactly. exactly. Meanwhile, but Don Blue this- going you're damn right i do
0: (laughs) oh god blue pokemon would have been something else but yeah the funny thing about that too is if you go back and basically read the reviews that these pokemon movies got they were insanely negative like I, i get not enjoying a movie i get you know this wasn't made for most critics but they treated this like this was like, like this was just absolute you know, like, the worst movie ever made, like, Ed Wood territory, hey, and I mean, I'm sorry, crap. there they are,
1: are really... way worse Pokemon movies out there, man. No, I know, way but, like, worse. the
0: first one, and Pokemon the Movie 2000, if you go back and read the reviews, because a lot of them are still archived on the internet, it is almost laughable how just insanely angry and aggressive these you know professional reviewers not not even like reviewers like say like nostalgia critic or those guys these are professional reviews in professional newspapers and they were just you know you know basically saying this whole thing was garbage and you know that definitely definitely is not the case but that is, is money, this movie is really just as good as pokemon the first movie i feel like this movie and the first movie a Mewtwo Strikes Back, basically, not not a Pikachu's Vacation, but uh, if we're just comparing the baseline movies, I feel this is neck and neck with um, Mewtwo Strikes Back, basically, because this is just such a great movie, it has such great character development. I mean, L- Lugia's song, which we will get to in a second, that is such a beautiful, heartwarming piece. And speaking of which, it's time to talk about the uh, big guy himself, or Lugia! Lugia. <laughs> Lugia. Now, best le- Goto Legendary. Oh, definitely. Easily, easily the best. One of the best legendaries, period, in my opinion, because Lugia is just so amazing looking. I love everything about the design. And the interesting thing, Lugia was made for this movie. They were not they were not made by a game freak or by the Pokemon Company. They were made by the art team of this movie. So basically, we have this Pokemon who did not originate in the games because this came out a couple of years uh, before, uh, you know, uh, Gold and Silver. So you had this character was developed and Lugia was actually meant, and this is why we're discussing it, even though Lugia technically, if you want to get like really, you know, technical, nitty gritty about it, technically isn't like a dragoness or a female saurian, but Lugia was developed to be a female Lugia was written as a female and the screenplay writer apparently like fought tooth and nail and had arguments have be with female. the producers. Yeah, to make Lugia to keep Lugia a female. He lost and sadly he actually got really depressed with that. He felt that, you know, he failed, that he didn't actually manage to stay true to his vision, sadly. But a as shame. a consolation, I guess. Uh, a female Lugia would appear on the actual show in the Johto Journeys, which we will definitely discuss at a later date, and then we can actually talk about the anime episodes themselves and the uh, basically the anime itself with that and Johto in general. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Who, a real what? shame.
1: Also, yeah, also, uh, according to False Swipe Gaming. Lugia by far is one of the most one of the strongest uh, legendaries out there. Like, even if oh, yeah, the Mewtwo, Rayquaza, and Joshian oh, well. and Dragonite. Like, we have Aeroblast, we have Multiscale, which is a really great ability. And let's see, Sidekick, uh, Raindance, uh, Calm Mind. Like, this is frickin' Lugia. This is a this is frickin' Lugia, a strong powerhouse that pretty much can tank hits and dish some back, back and then some, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And yet, it's interesting in the movie that the legendary birds combined, you know, Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres are all combined are more powerful than Lugia. They actually managed to take Lugia down, and that's something that definitely, as a kid, was shocking, and to this day, the animation of it still is really heartbreaking. And like i say it's something that definitely you know when you actually compare that to what happens in the game where lugia can pretty much uh basically steamroll over them it's it's totally totally different so oh yeah uh, absolutely it's interesting that you know lugia in this speaks telepathically and lugia does have a male voice actor In most of the dubs that i've seen lugia has a male voice actor but uh, it does not do this in the series or in the episode, like, say, with the mother Lugia and with several others. Yeah. it It's not shown to communicate like this. So it, it makes you wonder if that was meant just for this one or if it was meant actually, for like all, you know,
4: Lugia oh, yes, in general.
0: And they just couldn't do it for some reason in like the uh, screenplays. I actually don't know if the uh, anime uh, movie script writers, for the most part, if they actually could take stuff. From the movie i know that's why we actually got like a female mewtwo in one of the other movies because the mewtwo from mewtwo strikes back and you know mewtwo's return and all that was actually under some kind of a copyright so it Mm -hmm. could be that kind of deal you know it could be like you know the copyright is so tangled up that they couldn't have used this lugia in the series but in a way it's still good that we got to see it because with this theatrical quality animation Lugia is just absolutely beautiful. Oh yeah, I mean, Lugia it just, it's is one hundred
1: percent majestic. Like
0: I mean, it's just so ethereal. It really is almost like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna uh, go on and live and say it. Lugia is one of the most uh, beautiful Pokemon. Um, period. Uh, I, in just terms of like aesthetics, it really think, just. Sorry, sorry.
2: I think in the the journey's Lugia. I think it was mentioned. That that Luigi was telepathic and could speak to Ash and Go. Yeah, it, yeah, they did, make, they did say that. I will oh, say
0: right, that. right. It's been a while since I've seen that episode. Forgive, sorry about that. It's been a while since I've actually uh, watched Johto, believe it or not. Uh, I watched Can't Do, I watched Hoenn, but I haven't seen Johto in a while. I'll definitely try and catch uh, up on uh, that. Especially this is for Journey's. the episode we're going to do on it, the uh, two part uh, episode with Richie. But yeah. Uh, this What's this also- is Journeys.
1: Yeah, this is Journeys. They said that in Journeys.
0: Oh, Journey's. I was in the uh, JoJo Journey. Sorry, sorry. Yeah,
2: that's why it's... That's why it's not, not, not JoJo Go. Journey's.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. The, the Journey's. journeys. Yeah. I get it, I get it. yeah, that's why
2: I mentioned that. Yeah, that's why I mentioned Go.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah, Luki's song in the movie, not just the version that's played on, like, you know, the flute, but, like, the full orchestrated version is really oh, yeah. just such a beautiful, beautiful song. And they actually, yes. I think, incorporate some of the melody in the song in the end credits, "The Power of One," which is sung, believe it or not, by none other than Donna Summer. Yeah, she was a '70s uh, disco, you know, singer. Basically, she was very popular. And I don't know if you guys remember this. This was something that happened in 2011. A politician ended up quoting. The power of one song, and he said it was written by a great poet. And it's like, no, it's not. It, it was written, written,
1: the written by Luton Dana and Summers in Jackass. <laughs> like, <what the laughs> heck?
0: Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that that's something that definitely happened. But yeah, Lugia and is really just well animated. Lugia's Aeroblast just looks incredible. I mean. I saw this on the big screen, uh, and it just looked fantastic. And it still, to this day, looks fantastic. You know, it, it really shows how, like the original Pokemon movies, the animation was just so top notch oh, yeah. that they could get away with a lot of stuff that they couldn't, unlike the TV show budget.
1: And granted, we do get some of that in like the newer movies, like with, uh, for the most part, uh, the new uh, I Choose You movie, The Power of Us, and even the Zarud movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like this one, though, it seemed was almost on like a whole other level at some times.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. What's also interesting too is that you know there's a plot twist. You know, I don't want to get too much into spoilers here, but there's the plot twist that Lugia is not the actual beast of the sea. It's like some kind of a water golem thing, basically. And that I thought was a pretty good plot twist, especially for you know the audience they were aiming for. I definitely think they really wrote that in well.
1: Mm. Yeah, we could have gotten that. But we got Lugia, and we are forever grateful. Oh no, for we us. definitely
0: are grateful. Lugia is just so beautiful. Lugia is, believe me, the whole franchise would be different without it. Because you know, mm-hmm. who would be the uh, who would be the legendary of you know gold and silver otherwise? You know?
1: Oh yeah, uh, I mean, we got Holo, but who could freaking circumvent that?
2: You know? No one. No one. Okay, I have, found, I have found. I have found information. Yep, yeah, go ahead. According to the novelization of the movie, Aeroblast was capable of splitting, seas, and shedding continents. Whoa.
1: Holy hell.
2: Death Battle, whole, you would better reference that. Whole definitely, continents definitely. Just destroyed just by Aeroblast. Wow.
0: Lou gives one tough... Lugia's yeah, I mean, tough... it's Wingbeat
1: can generate one tough legendary, ball. that's for sure.
2: So... And at two, 225 base power, Aeroblast... Double Plus is the highest power, mo- highest power of any move in Pokemon Go. Whoa, whoa. Oh, damn. something else. Lugia OP,
4: please nerf.
0: Yeah, definitely. Imagine if they were like that in the game. It'd be like one hit KO, one hit KO, one hit KO. They could probably, you know, hack the game, get a Lugia, and just basically sweep the whole game and get the Elite Four. In like and that's the
2: only flag type move introduced in the entire generation, too. Oh mm.
0: right. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I wow, thought so about that. And wow. then <laughs> yeah. and in adventures was named by Surge.
0: Whoa, that that's neat. I love when they do that. I love when they do like that whole, you know, welding of the canon between the generations. That's <laughs> always so cool when they do that. I, I really mm. like that, you know, they pay a lot of attention to like their history and to like, you know, the other generations like that. Although you could say that you know Johto and you know Kanto were meant to be linked, but I still think that's a really cool touch, regardless.
1: Yeah, they were all. Honestly, they were always meant to be linked. If uh, Pokemon uh, Crystal and uh, Heart Gold
2: and Soul Silver were any uh, indication. Well, this is this is specifically Adventure's canon.
0: Oh, yeah. right, right,
2: right. It is true.
0: So yeah, uh, 2000 in general, I feel like it's interesting that basically the launch the third kind of gets away with it. I mean, yeah, his entire collection is destroyed and his airship is destroyed, but he literally just decides to pick himself up and basically says, well, I'm going to start collecting again, which definitely is something unique in that... The, see, I feel like for the Pokemon anime, that does work, because I feel like in general, it really just fits basically... The uh, characterization—if not this movie, then of basically the anime as a
4: whole—I found it funny uh, that uh, at in that scene it was, "Oh, I'm going to start my collection over again." By the way, here's the product placement for the thing you get for watching this movie.
0: Right, right. The ancient Mew card—they gave that out in theaters, didn't they? Yep. Right, right. Uh, I think we
2: released it recently too.
0: Right, right. I forgot about yeah. that. That was so cool. Yeah, that—that's something that the anime really did well. They also really managed to tie things in together, basically like that. So, <clears throat> yeah. It basically, I wonder if that was put in before they decided to do the tie-in, or if they were like, "Okay, we're doing this tie-in for the ancient Mew card. We got to find a way to get it in the movie. So you got to put it in the movie." in this point, was it like you know, was it? Did the ancient Mew card come before the movie, or did the movie come before the card, basically? Was this all just a big promotional stunt? Although you could say that with all the Pokemon in general.
1: (laughs) Perhaps, yeah.
0: Yeah, but no, no, it it is great. It is still great. It's a great movie. It has really, really, basically, basically, like I say, really, really beautiful music, beautiful animation, fantastic. I'm going to be honest. This is some of the best voice acting, I think, of the entire uh, franchise is in this movie, basically, and it really just works out well.
4: Yep,
2: it works a whole lot better than anything
1: Bethesda's doing. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. And of course, there's other Pokemon movies. There's, you know, they made several others of them. What happens, sadly, is that some of the later ones didn't do good theatrically. But there is one we're going to talk about, the one with the uh, Latius and Latios, which were Latios definitely- and Latios.
1: Yeah.
2: Thank you, thank you, Dewey i have literally <laughs> never i have literally never heard anyone say i'm like that until just now yeah oh well, god <laughs> Oh god. well you've heard it now i have i have only heard Latios and latios
0: yeah well, Latios and latios well, i've, all, yeah, I've always too. said it that way until this second so what do you know oh god well but yeah uh that movie is definitely one we're going to talk about in the podcast in the future and that's definitely going to be a fun one to talk about in you know, yeah. of the later pokemon movies and... like that was
1: my depression movie that like that was the movie that made me really sad yeah
0: no it definitely it definitely is the most tear-jerking of the movies and depression. yeah it, it definitely is probably probably objectively the best movie when you get down, when you actually really think about it with like character development and characterization, that movie probably is the best one. Although, I wish I that know was canon. You know, these ones were good as well. But they're all pretty much good. There's, I don't feel like they get really bad until like later, later on, like much, much later. But for the most part, I feel like all the Pokemon movies are pretty much equal on quality. Hmm so now it is time for the uh, question of this episode which is what memories do you have about Pokemon and I'll go first and I well I was born basically in 1994 so I basically grew up with all of it I had Pokemon blue I had Pokemon silver I had Ruby I had the fire red I had I think Pokemon channel or one of them but yeah I definitely uh but yeah I But yeah, uh, with the anime in general and basically with the memories in general, what happens is that because I basically grew up during the whole Pokemania craze and stuff like that, it definitely, definitely was a huge part of my childhood. I mean, you know, I was on the train and they were like, you know, grown, you know, college-aged, you know, men playing Pokemon on Game Boys. That's how huge it was. It wasn't just a kid thing. It wasn't just like, you know, a childhood thing. It was an everyone thing, at least for a little while. And for my memory, as much as, you know, I love this movie, I, you know, I like this, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that In the generations, my favorite generation is always Hoenn and Gen 3 because it's probably the one that I was the oldest where I actually knew basically how to play the game and basically, you know, what to do. Because in the first Pokemon, Pokemon Blue, I didn't know what I was doing. In Silver, I got up to the Kimono Girls before I got stuck. But yeah, Hoenn, to me, is my favorite generation because, I don't know, it just feels like summer. It just feels so comfortable, so relaxing. It has a really great story with Aqua and Magma, something different. It has probably some of the best legendaries, although Lucia is the best legendary in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely watch the anime, especially uh, it aired here all the time. Uh, the dub actors over here, because I know in the States, you know, they changed the uh, dub actors around the time of, you know... uh Al Frontier. Owen. Yeah, over here, they never did that. So it basically has been the same voice actors since 1999. And it's funny, in the more recent ones they actually had to uh, pitch Ash's voice up a little with like uh, some kind of an auto-tune to still make him sound young because the guy had been playing Ash Ketchum for 20 years now. So it's uh. a funny thing. But yeah, uh, Pokemon definitely is one of my favorite gaming franchises. Probably one of my favorite franchises, period. It's something that just really, really has such good memories of, you know. I, I really just, you know, Pokemon in general is something that definitely is a part of my childhood, and it's simply a part of so many people's childhoods as well, and it's a yeah. huge franchise for a reason. There's a reason stuff like, you know, like He-Man and that went away, but stuff like Pokemon is eternal, because it really is something about it that just hits well with, you know, with the target audience, and with people in general, I feel.
1: Mm, but, yeah. yeah. My, my earliest memory would have to be around when I was still, like, just getting into kindergarten. Like, I was, like, hanging out, I was uh, looking around, uh, actually, uh, when I was young, we would go over to my uh, cousin Bill's place and uh, do a lot of good stuff together. Apparently, on, at one of those times, a friend of the family, Alexa, would, uh, uh, would occasionally uh, bring a Game Boy and uh, bring a lot of interesting games. One of those games was Fire Red, and I was honestly forever hooked uh, when I uh, first saw it. I got I got the Game Boy, I got the uh, Fire Red, and or was it Leaf Green? I think it was Leaf Green, but either way, uh, I played it a lot when I was young. To the point where sometimes I would lose the actual cartridges, and we would have to replace them multiple times. Oh, that, that's always that's yeah, always that's always rough time. when you're young and you have to lose cartridges. I I for I think Fire Red was the longest uh, la- lasting cartridge I still kept around, but then, then I saw someone playing the Hoenn games, and then Emerald came into my life after oh, yeah, uh, Ruby. After I lost Emerald's Ruby, streak. so oh, so yeah, Emerald. Pretty much was my comfort game for like the majority of it. I was still young and still unable to really grasp that I could use other Pokemon other than just Swamper, because Swamper is the golden boy.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah, is my favorite too. I, I always went with the water starters always
1: when
0: <laughs> I played it. Yo, yeah.
1: I kind of mixed and matched a little bit between grass and uh, water for the uh, Gen One starters. But anyways, uh. But yeah, I pretty much uh, started my illustrious journey with Fire Red, and then went on to uh, Emerald. And I didn't beat the Elite Four because I was still like in the mindset of Swampert is king. And I actually Swampert was the first Pokemon I ever got to level one hundred. Fun fact. Awesome! Awesome. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, I say, you have a Pokemon story, don't you?
3: Somewhat, yeah. Oh, All right. You, tell us. All right, But this is uh, basically my journey through Pokemon because I had a long road. Uh, give me one second to make sure nothing will go boom, boom on me.
0: Good, but, uh, you, go right ahead.
3: Uh, oh, but yeah, this is the earliest instance of Pokemon for me, I think. I do not remember when, but if I do a quick search, I can definitely make sure. All right. Oops, that is not the one. So now I know which one it is. But I think I was young when I first started seeing the cards. Oh, I didn't really right, pay them.
0: Right,
3: yeah. Mm. There, I have. I... Oh boy. Take your time. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the cards I re- wasn't really interested in, but I still have those cards. They're uh, they're in a book of mine. They are, like, really old. Uh, they may have taken some water damage, but my earliest Pokemon game that I played was c- the Crystal version, you know, with... Nice, uh,
0: nice, nice. That was a good one, too. Yeah,
3: yeah, I tried to play that when I was really young. However, at that age, I, I was really, really young, and I did not know how to save the game, so I would Ooh, constantly have yeah, to... Yeah. I would constantly have to restart it and do it over I, and over
1: again, like Drownhog day. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, I really didn't know, playing. I didn't know exactly what I was doing. However, when I was going through uh, third to uh, fifth grade, that's when Pokemon started popping up for me again. Like uh, first I started seeing some movies starting to pop up and people are starting to bring cards in and made me curious so the first pokemon movie i think i watched was when black and white came out the black and white movie with russia and kiram no that's uh, not kiram uh, zekrom, zekrom zekrom that's zekrom, a yeah, that a and Zekron, yeah yeah i don't remember the movie too closely i think i was really young so i don't remember every single detail all i know is that russia was my favorite so once i saw that and yeah, I finally went to the store and bought a card pack. And this was before Toys R rocks became extinct. But well, I got oh, my first man. pack. Oh, yeah. Don't remind me. Yeah, rumors are that's supposed to come back. By the way, at some point, there's a
1: there's a Toys R Us in like uh, the town I'm at, but like it has the sign up, but the but the lot is like empty. Like yeah, so, it's basically totally they're just teasing feeling. me.
3: Like. Just get it open already.
1: Yeah, that's always
0: a weird feeling. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. Well, yeah. I I get a black and white card pack because, you know, that was the craze during then. I get it. First freaking... And the one card that I get is very lucky by chance. I mean, unfortunately, I ain't that special because, you know, this is when the EX era started. I nice, think. Nice, nice. I... I think. I do not remember. I don't remember when all the... I don't keep up with the card game stuff anymore, but I do purchase packs occasionally. But mm. first pack, I somehow managed to nail a freaking rush ram right oh, off nice. the bat. Nice,
0: nice. Awesome, awesome. That's always good when something like that happens, especially when you don't mean for it to happen, and then it just, it's such a cool surprise. Yeah,
3: oh, yeah, I was... I was so bloody happy that I got a rush ram I mean, it was a basic rush ram but... Still, though, than
0: nothing, just getting yeah.
3: it right off the pack, right, getting it right off the bat during the first pack, that was, yeah. that made my day. It's like getting Dark Magician so. off,
1: or a uh, freaking Blue Eyes White Dragon off the first pack, or Blue Eyes Ultimate at Dragon, even.
0: Yeah, and, and you yeah, don't even so. know what it is, and then you know, I like you the yeah. right, oh, is this good? And it's right, and <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting so fact. After... Interesting fact. Reshiram is easily the best of the bunch, especially uh, since Curem Light is. It's like is easily my favorite version of Kuram since it can have access to fire moves as well as ice and dragon, which makes yeah, it really
3: awesome. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, which I'll get to in a few moments, but yeah, after like a few packs later, after the craze started dying down, uh, I think. I don't remember when I saw it, but uh, the uh, Ki- the uh, the next Pokemon Black and White movie came out. I don't remember the name of it specifically. Kiram versus that's the Swords of Justice. Justice. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's like the first Pokemon movie and anime actually sat down and watched for once, and I loved it. I loved Caldio. I loved Kurum. Just I loved the characters. There's, that that was an awesome movie. I've been trying to hunt down a uh, both or all versions of Kyra ever since. I only got like one version, I believe, right now, maybe two. But yeah, I have them. Nice. Then nice. this well, I hope is you get it. yeah. Then uh, this is when my Pokemon Star Journey really started began because after all that, the craze finally went down. I dropped Pokemon for a while. Mm. But then, uh, when I got 3ds and you know, Pokemon games are you know always getting advertised, I uh, was wondering about getting Pokemon game. I think during Christmas or uh, something, during my birthday or whatever, mm-hmm. I got Pokemon Omega Ruby. The nice, thing that nice. really, the thing that really started it off. Alpha Sapphire is better. <laughs> <laughs> that or you just like uh, water critters more? Maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, I was aware that Alpha Sapphire existed, but uh, there was something that Groudon that just freaking drawn me toward him. It looks like Godzilla, Godzilla. so it's a dragon. Basically, uh, basically, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah and you I always know wanted to see separate. Toho
0: team up with the Pokemon company to make, like, Kaiju versions of Pokemon. That would have been so awesome. We technically, I guess, got it with Gigantamax, but it definitely would have been cool to see, like, an official crossover, basically.
1: Alright, so, Quiet. the Omega Ruby story. Quiet. Go.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, I started it up, and I remember my very first Pokemon that I went with is Torchic. Mm. That little, tiny little Pepsqueak that grows up to be one hell of a fighter yeah. later in life. It's based off of
1: cockfighting, uh, yeah. fun fact. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like I said, I was old enough to actually get a mental capacity of so what to do somewhat for Pokemon, so I was able to get through it, and my rival decides to get the very thing that could kill my freaking Torchic. Swampert best Pokémon! Yep. Yeah, the one thing, like, oh crap, this is why we're doing this? Exactly. A... Yeah. I mean, get a Grass-type uh, and you're good,
0: right? <laughs> basically, basically. Yeah.
3: So, a while would pass, and I would, you know, encounter all the characters, you know, like, a lot of stuff, go through multiple gyms. I definitely got, oh, what was it? The sloth guy. It was the sloth Slakoth guy. Slacoth or uh, Vigoroth or Slokoth, oh.
1: sloth Yes, yeah. Yeah, sloth Yeah,
3: I think so. He, uh, he would, uh, you know, he'd be a little tiny, weak little pink guy, and then turns to a big freaking sleepy ape. Ape. But uh, yeah. yeah. Then uh, I started bumping into Team Magma a few times. Mm-hmm. I honestly liked Team Magma. Yeah, they, they're, uh, they're
0: definitely some of the best, uh, basically Pokemon teams in my opinion. I that's why I liked, you know, like Gen Three, and of course the remake of Gen Three. Yeah,
1: they really, they really did a lot. I, I also, I'm also interested, I'm also interested in like uh, Tabitha's redesign because it kind of makes him look like Majin Buu, Interesting fact.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Majin I don't remember.
3: That. I don't remember if Torchic evolved yet into. Uh, Fudge. I can't remember the second... Game, but
0: Yeah.
3: Combuskin, right. But I remember... Uh, I remember it was a fighting gym. I completed that, and I met Steven in the cave describing the, the tale about Groudon and Kyogre. At the time, I didn't understand it, but now I do. You know, as beings that fought in an ancient war against yep. each other.
4: That's so, good.
3: I met him, then... A while after, I would meet frickin' Latios, the blue one. Latios. That one? Yeah. Not Latios.
0: Not Latios. Yeah, I... I oh, that God. was like one of the
3: first... That was one of the very first... Well, aside from Torchic, that was one of the very first legendary Pokemon I fell in love with, aside from Groudon.
1: definitely. I ones.
3: was... I was heavily in love with him i mean i have his mega form i have like a tiny little statue of his mega form in the corner of my room because i bought a card pack a lot of asses when matter. i saw it. Is it I yeah but uh but yeah i loved him and just being able to fly around him that was freaking yeah. awesome <laughs> that was just freaking awesome Oh, That's yeah. all the part where you smack into a bunch of bird Pokemon and have to bite, beat a bunch of them in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's just like right, just
1: flying around a bunch of birds, flat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, uh, the, yeah, you just have to grab them by the throat and bash their faces in so like, they fall to the ground. Right,
1: fucking lambs. laughs. God, <laughs> uh, exactly, that, exactly. that just gave me the giggles, man. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Oh, get out
3: my airspace! Yeah. God.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, get out of my <laughs> airspace. Oh, uh, Lucky Evie, what's your Pokemon story?
1: Oh, wait. Did um, did uh, he finish his... Uh, did oh, he finish
0: sorry, the Omega a Ruby story?
3: Not... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But, oh, yeah, sorry. I was about to say, I, I wasn't done. Oh, sorry, but, sorry, sorry. Sorry. There was... sorry about that. But, yeah, after, like, a long, long while, like, after beating Magma and the gym leaders after a while, I would finally get my chance at Groudon, because, yeah, and then Groudon reached his Omega form, which is, like... Oh, God. I'm all I mean, out his on. base... Yeah. Right, right. For, I mean, base, out on, don't get me wrong, it's cool. I'm still hunting it down in that Pokecord uh, font, but, yeah. I saw hit that, but his primal form, oh, my God. And uh, I go up against him, thinking he's going to be a tough guy, and next thing you know it, I accidentally one-shot him with a Mega Evolved uh, Latios. Oh.
1: Not- Did, no. Hopefully
3: you saved before then, right? Right? Uh, problem is, I didn't know it auto-saved. Ooh, or I, ow, I didn't, it didn't, it didn't so... auto-save. I yeah, but I accidentally I accidentally saved, thinking I'll be able to get him later. So, uh, yeah, I accidentally messed up on that. I was panicking, because I didn't know how to get him back. So, yeah, I dropped the game for a little bit. Then a while later, I would come back to it to finish it up, because I remembered that the Elite Four were a thing. I went through that, started beating the Elite Four, and then I meet the champion who happened to be Steven. I cannot tell you the betrayal I felt like there. Like,
1: you were the champion? He and it, it wasn't really a secret.
3: <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I Either I wasn't paying attention or something, but yeah, it was at a New Year's party when I noticed when, uh, when this happened. Oh, and perfect timing nice nice and he kicked my arse. Oh. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, after that I just felt like I just felt betrayed and broken. I'm just like, yeah, I'm I'm done. So, after that, a while later, I remember I was leaving a stable. Like I started remembering about Pokemon and I'm like hmm, maybe I should get back into it. Yeah, maybe so, you should.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so definitely. I start so it. I
3: start doing, so I start looking up how to get Groudon, because I was fearful I had to start all over, and then I found my solution, mm-hmm. finish off where I left off, and then I could go back and get them since I didn't save. So, well,
0: this this was, this was actually okay. like a
3: year or two later, like, this is like a year or two later, by the way. So I dropped it for like a while, so, yeah, I f- started doing research, figuring out who has what mm-hmm. for Final mm-hmm. Four. And then when I finally went there, I finally bashed Steven's face in enough
0: so that you, way i This is. I
3: finally after a long hot battle, I finally claimed the throne as a champion. Then I went back getting stuff ready to go for Groudon and uh, this time I learned from my stakes and uh, yeah, I accidentally killed him a few times, but hey, at least this time I learned from my past mistake and didn't save good when afterwards so i was so happy when i got him and then after i got him i went to hunt down his omega crystal once i got that i was so happy to have his primal form nice nice oh and before before i even went after him i was uh, i noticed that there was a mission for, uh, there was a side mission after that, which made me curious, because this was the side mission with an ex-Magma member. Don't know, uh, I can't... Remember uh, that's Zinia, she does her own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I get Groudon, I do that, and then the game throws another surprise at me, and goes, like, hey, guess what? You you have to catch Rayquaza, no questions asked. Ooh, ooh. I accidentally I accidentally nuked him a few times.
0: Ouch. Well, thankfully yeah. the game and,
2: thankfully the game makes you catch him.
0: Right, right. Yeah, so oh, at, least he'll, he'll, he'll just,
3: at
2: least he'll get back
3: up. And then they throw another legendary pokemon at me. Deoxys. Right, right. And yeah, that weird it, alien oh. one. This takes me a few times to actually catch him cuz he's he was actually tough to beat down weather. But did you save
4: your then, master ball?
3: Uh, I don't think I caught him with a Master Ball.
2: Oh. I could be wrong. Mm. Even, I don't know. even I, if you you actually like knocked him out and didn't save, he would have still been there on if you beat him before again.
3: Yeah.
4: Mm.
3: But, uh, yeah, I got him. I was happy. And then I started collecting the rest of the legendaries, which, unfortunately, I can't get every single last one of them since I uh, accidentally saved at some point. Although, after, you know, missing some of the other ones, portals... So, I'm never getting those again. Oh. So, whoops.
0: Right,
3: right. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. Either way, Ruby was awesome. Yeah, yeah Alpha, and then, uh, Alpha Sapphire was awesome, too. Yeah, then I started Sun, because uh, I wasn't able to get a hold of X or Y, because I wanted Y, since my friend had it. but Yeah, X is better. Burnt. A better Legendary, I'll be honest. Definitely Both not. of them are good. Yeah. I'm just more attracted to the uh, darkness. Y. The
1: Darkness... <laughs>
3: yeah, the black and red and, you know, the dragon-esque, you know, the wyvern-esque type. It's a dark thing, man. Dragon. Don't get your hopes up.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so,
3: but yeah, I got Pokemon Sun. I started it up, and I played it for a little while, but then I just dropped it completely. 'Cause I couldn't muster up the will to continue. It's so, honestly not it's honestly pretty short. You if you soldier solder
1: through it, you'll one hundred percent beat it in like under a month. I did a little over a month,
3: but it was a really fun experience.
0: I can definitely definitely see that. So yeah, yeah it was so, a really cool story.
3: Right now I'm currently going through Pokemon Violet. I dropped it for a little bit because I got busy with stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Violet. Never before have I been hyped up to play a freaking Pokemon game. Because, I mean, sure, Mega Ruby is cool, but seeing Moriodon... Moriodon, yeah. Yeah, I wanted him badly. Mm. I'm surprised they give you him right off the bat. Like, just like... Or yeah. not right off the bat, but still, like... Yeah, exactly, already? Exactly. They give you a bike. Yeah. They have? They give you a bike, man. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, he yeah, turns exactly, into a bike exactly. with parts of himself. However, here's the catch... Oh. About his legendary form.
0: Yeah, go ahead.
3: You get you get him at his basic form. So the fancy form you see at the beginning and on the box art, mm-hmm. you have to work your way toward it. Yeah, no kidding. So right now, I, th- I think you have to battle the Titans and get their food and able to uh, do it. But right now, I have one upgrade, and that allows him to speed up a lot more.
0: Nice, just nice. Just launch out
3: Ramens and anything. But other than that, aside from beating both the grass and uh, bug-type uh, gyms, that's where my journey has to be continued. Oh. Yeah. I never thought I would get into Pokemon that much, but it's still amazing, and I'm happy for the memories. Oh, yes,
1: and I just looked it up you can, in fact, transfer Pokemon, uh, Legend Arceus uh, Pokemon, to uh, Scarlet and Violet. Awesome. That's something to look forward to.
0: That is so awesome. So, oh, yeah. Um, so, Lucky Eevee, uh, what's your Pokemon story?
2: Yeah. Well, I started getting, getting into it around Gen 2. I started off of Yellow and Silver. Same, more or less. Nice, nice. And ever since, I've I've gotten, like, a, at least a game from every generation since. Or at least tried to. Yeah, yeah. as as well as getting most spinoffs. Hmm.
0: Right, right. And, uh, Math, what's your story?
4: Uh, apparently I'm the old man of the group, because I remember uh, watching the very first episode that came out in the U.S., the Saint Anne Battle episode for some weird reason. I don't know why they started with that one. And that's
0: a weird one to start off with, especially considering it's a part one of a two parter. That that definitely oh, is a yeah. weird one to start off on. But Yeah, I've anyway.
4: never understood why four kids did that other than I guess to show what stuff had a little bit later on. Uh,
1: uh I mean
4: it's not the first
1: episode, but it's a very interesting episode to start on. Not gonna lie.
4: Yeah. Uh I definitely gonna the, the audience in. Got the red version of the game shortly after. Had uh, a version of the game all throughout uh, the first four gens, kind of stopped after that. I had the spin offs, I had the stadiums, I had, uh, I, I was one of the few people that actually played the TCG, not just collected them, but actually tried to play the game. I must have been the only guy. It's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically anything pre 2000. like. 3, 2004, uh, I was really invested in and then just stopped and got invested again in the last 5, 7-ish years. Alright. Mm.
0: Alright, so um, now it is time for the uh, most important part of the show, the uh, patent-pending Dragonist Scale, and we are talking today, going to review Lugia. Now, this isn't Lugia as a whole, this isn't like Lugia like from, say, the actual anime episodes, This is just the Lugia from Pokemon the Movie 2000. So, I will go first. I am going to give Lugia a pretty high score. I am actually going to give Lugia a 9 out of 10. It's probably one of the highest uh, scores yet. And the reason I'm giving uh, Lugia that high of a score is because number one, the design. Number two, basically the amount of importance that Lugia has had as a whole basically in the Pokemon anime and in Pokemon in general. And number three is basically just the fact that, you know, Lugia as a character and as a design standpoint really is one of the maybe top three Pokemon ever made, at least top five. It really just shows that they, that even though this Lugia technically isn't female, they get a high score for their importance and for the way that they're written and designed. Uh, Andron, what would you say?
1: Um, that ultimately would depend. In general, I would 100% give it a 9 out of 10. Like, not just for uh, its importance and, like, the overall media, but, like, just in general. It's a top-tier Pokémon, and it's a reason it's my number one favorite flying type, period. In terms of the movie, however, I have to be a little more strict. I all mean, right. it's he's not a bad character in the movie. He has importance, but, like, the stuff that's shown, him getting one more or less technically uh, blasted away by the three legendary Pokemon, multiscale right, be right. damned, and uh, him just coming back later after the song, it's majestic, it's really important, but he doesn't do all that much, I'll yeah, be that, honest. that's the only
0: thing that is... Yeah, but I think what he does do, what Lugia does do within the movie... Is well done enough to where I think it really makes up for it. But again, that's just my opinion. So,
1: yeah.
2: what
0: would you give? And more, the- more
2: or less. Uh, it it kind of does
1: make up for it a little bit. But even then, I'm only gonna have to give it a seven out of ten. Lugia All in right. general is great, but like uh, this version of Lugia here, kind of feels a little underwhelming. It's hurtful, but it's the truth. So,
3: seven out of ten for me.
1: All right. What about uh, you, Isayar?
3: I don't know Lugia that much. Uh, like I said, I don't know him enough to right. get a precise score. I mean, I know what he looks like. I mean, it's an interesting design.
0: What would you give him, basically, me, from a design standpoint, then? Uh, like, uh, 1 out of 10, basically.
3: Since At- he is a dragon type. It, um, psychic flying. Psychic flying,
0: psychic yeah. Psychic
3: flying. <laughs> okay, so he isn't a dragon type. I thought it was. Well, he's not. Sorry.
0: art isn't either. I mean, it's
1: weird, you know.
3: Yeah, it's weird, but it works. Anyways, rating. Mm, I would have to give eight out of ten because he is he is indeed unique to his own thing for the most part. Hurt till the later on because I mean. He had his own unique design, then more Pokemon started to take a little bits and pieces of his design, like why. Uh, that one definitely took chunks out of his design, but other than that, interesting Pokemon design. None of them don't like him.
0: Yeah. All right, um, Lucky Eevee, what would you give Lugia?
2: I would have to rewatch the movie, but in general, for Lugia as a whole, 10 out of 10.
0: Whoa, one of the first 10 out of 10s we've gotten. Nice. Yeah, great, great. And uh, Math Machine, what's your score?
4: Uh, if we were rating it on Lugia in general, it, it would be yep. a 10. Because I just love yeah. Lugia's design. Uh, by far my favorite Legendary design, uh, though only yeah. my second favorite Legendary behind Mewtwo. Yes, I'm a dirty Gen 1-er scumbag. Uh, <laughs> but if we're having to limit it to this movie's version of Lugia, 8. Just, okay. this, yeah. this movie oh, yeah. did not click with me as much as the first movie and the third movie. I've always found this one a little underwhelming compared to those two. Yes. And Same. Lugia in this, unfortunately, suffers from just the issues that never clicked with me in that. Like I said, if it was Lugia overall, absolutely 10. But specifically here, 8. Hmm. Alright. Okay, well, that's it
0: for the uh skill Scale, then. If you have any questions... Or if you want to talk about how shorts are comfy and easy to wear, you can email us at fierydiscourse at outlook.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash fierydiscourse. Next time, we'll be talking about the 1963 Disney movie, The Sword in the Stone. Until Mm -hmm. then, uh, thank you so much for listening for this week, and take care.
2: All right. Later, y'all. Peace. (laughs) See ya.